pull up your pull up your pull ups. Hello, Michelle Margarita. It's your jet grand. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Oh, that's good to hear. Listen, here we are again. We're eavesdropping. We're not eavesdropping. No, you're eavesdropping. You're eavesdropping. Drop it. Stop it. <laughs> no, don't stop. Keep going. <laughs> listen. We in. want you to listen. Yeah, we do. So, where are we today? Well, we're um, on a. Where are we? What did I just say? We are in a changing room. We're naked. We've just had a workout. <laughs> Perhaps you've had Michelle. You've probably just had a rub down from a Swedish masseuse or something like that. I, while I've, I've been, been having th- my, pa- I've been smacked with birch twigs. I've had my toenails done. This is in an imaginary world, obviously not COVID world. And then we've decided to meet in the changing room where we're getting out of our wet things and we're topless and we're chit-chatting and you are in the locker next door and you can't help but overhear. And what are you doing? You're eavesdropping. Do we have any apologies? I don't think I have any yeah. this week. Oh, yeah, oh, there's shit. apologies. Oh, um, okay. What have you got? No, no. Uh, I just, not, not actually apologies, but uh, some listeners did get back to me recently and said, they heard some fairy chatter on the last episode about fairies. Are you serious? I haven't listened back to it. Did you not hear? There was a moment when I dropped my iPad and I was swearing. And <laughs> it was after the fairy, the fairy chimes had ch- chimed. Okay. And then there was some giggling and some foreign language spoken. And at the end as well. Don't so Michelle, fuck with the fairies. You need to be careful, my friend, because <laughs> it could be that they are out there. Don't uh, throw stones. Don't throw stones at the older folk. Just don't throw stones full stop. Yeah. I did have some other things to talk about. Oh, a little Ben Mendelssohn fact. Oh, I've got some too. Okay, go right. I know people are so tired of hearing. Actually, I've got one listener, a very good friend. Uh, she has, She's the one who's su- supplied me with this particular piece of information. Hello, Linda. She ha- She's a big fan of Ben, so she's loving this podcast, <laughs> loving it. She said one of her friends somehow found herself on a film set in Australia at some thought, point. Or maybe you were it was going to say on a night bus with Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> Imagine that. I'd put my legs up for that. Oh! Yay! Don't go right, there. Come on, keep going, keep okay. going. Okay, so anyway, apparently he was in this pro, in this film or whatever and she was there, she knew someone on set, maybe it was the wardrobe department, and she got to meet him or see him at work and she said to Linda afterwards, you know how he always plays like a dickhead in this, that show and that show and whatever? She said, well, he's like that in real life. Oh, no! Ben! No! I don't believe it. No! With his well, little denim jerkin. <laughs> you love saying jerkin. <laughs> I just keep thinking of his gherkin. But anyway. Oh! <laughs> your little no, mind would know, go there, you dirty. Do you know what? I actually had a friend, um, uh, Lindsay who accidentally listened to the podcast because she said she was listening to a a BBC news report and then all of a sudden she heard my voice and she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And so it obviously just clicked over into a new podcast. And uh, she said she loves Ben Mendelsohn and she grew up in the UK and she said you cannot underestimate how important Australian TV was when she was growing up and that she's a massive fan of Ben Mendelsohn and she was loving all the... Did they get the Henderson kids? Yes, she loved the Henderson kids. Yeah. But you know what? He was in all of them. Mm. Country practice, Mm. Henderson kids, neighbours. 
and Flying Doctors. He was oh, in Flying okay. Doctors. Do you know what? I let you down, Michelle, because do you remember you gave me some homework and that was to watch the episode that he was in of mm. A Country Practice, if I could find it on YouTube. It was called A Little Knowledge. You told me that. It was the episode where Esme learns to drive a taxi and <laughs> Bob, the local cop, gets up in arms. Didn't say anything about Nicole Kidman and Ben Mendelsohn sniffing glue, but I reckon it's that episode. Yeah, I th- well, do you know what? You didn't let me down. You let yourself down, and you let Ben down. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. Well, you know, you if he's such a dickhead, he can just shout in my face or something. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear about Tom Cruise losing his shit on the set of Mission Impossible and screaming at crew members who weren't keeping their two meters distance? No, I did not. He got very I... cross because probably he's funding the film, I'm and not surprised. they'd get shut down, wouldn't they, if they were flouting? Oh, there's a reason. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not surprised by that. I actually heard a weird story about somebody who had done work on the Cruise Kidman house in Sydney back in the day. Oh, God. There's some ancient gossip coming our way, listeners. I don't even know why I've remembered this. So apparently he was a a tradie, tradesman, doing some work there. And apparently he wasn't allowed to look at Tom Cruise. Do not look at do not look at Tom. Had to do almost like the Queen, walk backwards if he was in a room. And oh. there was a cupboard and it was full of the Tom Cruise Ray Bans. You know the ones I mean, <laughs> the Tom Cruise sunglasses. Wayfarers. Wayfarers. Yeah. And apparently, same with baseball caps, hundreds of them. And apparently he'd be wearing a pair and then he'd just give you give it to you. And he'd just take another pair. So that was his shtick. Oh, I see. He just had cupboards full of identical caps and, and sunglasses. So he'd look like a great guy, just giving away his shit. I got Tom Cruise's sunglasses. Didn't really, but somebody did. Is that the gossip? That's the gossip. Oh, okay. Meh. I think that's pretty weird. Oh, it's all right, though. It's not like, you know, I've heard worse about Tom Cruise. But I'm not going to recall it here. Well, you know, we've for got once, a- For one thing, I can't even remember it. But I know I have heard some head-turning things in the past. Yeah. Yeah, but this was this Head is a swimming. family show. It's this a family, is a family show. show. As you know, if anyone's listened to the New Year's Eve podcast, we'll certainly testify. You know what? It's a fanny show. Sorry, oh, family show. Jesus. Do you know what, Michelle? Speaking of your friend Lindsay, who accidentally started listening to the podcast, that happened with my children who were homeschooling this week. They were giggling away because the sound doesn't work on my computer anymore. This is where I keep all our podcasts all lined up in a row, and they were giggling away, and I couldn't figure out why because I had headphones on. And then eventually Gretchen confessed, it's you, mummy. <laughs> listen to eavesdropping. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to Ben Mendelssohn, did you watch any of his movies this week? No. I watched two. Oh, my God. I know. I'm on a roll. I let was, me guess. Let me guess which ones. No, you tell me. No, you you know which one. Cause you, I've just you remembered. Yeah. In, yeah. in that direction. Yeah. So I watched Darkest Hour. And I thought he was in the King's Speech, didn't I? But he wasn't. No, because he played the King in Darkest yes, Hour. That's his, little, his little speech impediment. Because you know how that. Ben actually has a little lisp? Yeah, he does. like my brother. That's why he reminds me of my brother. My brother speaks oh. like that too. And let me just say before anyone else says, my brother and I had a matching speech impediment growing up. Whenever we had our photo taken together at school, they'd make you say ponies or bananas. So we'd end up going, ponies. <laughs> So we'd both have our tongues out 
for years. Eventually, when I was in year seven in high school, everybody had to line up and see this speech therapist. And she picked me up straight away. She said, say French again, say speech again. I had a ch lisp. So I'd say ch instead of ch. Okay. So then I was sent to a speech therapist. But guess what? Aaron had it too. We both have. So even though we're both adopted from different families, we grew up with this habit of speaking that way. It wasn't like born to us. It wasn't in our genes. You picked it up. We learned it. And I had it. And then he still has it, but no one else can hear it. Just me. I'm like, mate, (laughs) it's the same thing as I had. But it's a soft palate because our tongues were resting on the bottom of our mouths. Whereas if you think about it, Michelle, when you're resting, your tongue is at the top of your mouth, behind your front teeth. Okay. Ours were uh, at the bottom. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Like that. You look like Ben Mendelsohn when you do that. <laughs> well, that, maybe that's what happened to Ben. And he won't change it because it's his thing. And it's cute. I mean, people still like my brother. No, that's Ben's shtick. Although, I tell you. Shtick. I watched him in another film called Startup. Oh. You, have you heard of this one? No. Fucking terrifying. It is really violent. Uh, so. Well, I hope that's not the film that they're referring to when they say that Ben's just like his character in the in the films. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Kim, because he's a crim in this. Oh. He's, he's a crim. He's a criminal. He's in prison and his son ends up in prison with him. It's a gritty, hard-biting uh, prison drama. And Is it he, recent? Yeah, last few years. And he's he's the dad of this uh, of criminal. What's his name? It's Irish. Chopper Rude. No, mate. It's Irish. It's Irish. Uncle Chop Chop. And it's really fucking. I, I I can't recommend it because it's it's just really violent. Does he and make an Irish accent? Does he do it all right? He sort of does. Sort of doesn't. I don't know. Do you know what? He's actually not bad at the old accents because when he was in Darkest Hour. Yeah. He was the king and he had a super posh accent. I thought, he's come a long way from Braidwood, don't you think? <laughs> was he in Braidwood? Oh, in the film. Yeah, my voice broke. Yeah, my... Do you know oh. what? I've got one of those Mandela memories. I think, because you know what? In that year, 1988, you said it was filmed, wasn't 87. it? 87. Well, I still would have been going up and down that Clyde Mountain quite, re- quite frequently. And I think I saw them filming in, one, in the main street of Braidwood, is that where, because I haven't seen the film, yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. know where any of the, the yeah, locations in the are. In the milk bar. Yeah, and she was hanging out of a, a, the girl with the blonde, when I saw the picture you put up on our social media, the girl with the blonde hair, whose name I don't know. Loene Carmen. What's her name? Loene. Loene Carmen. Oh, she's got a nice name, hasn't she? And she's pretty <laughs> Very <as> unusual. Well. <laughs> Maybe I said it wrong as well, I don't know. She had a, did she do anything since then? Has she been raking in the awards or...? No career. I don't know. Actually, she might have had a career. Because now we're finding out that Ben Mendelsohn's got movies coming out of his <laughs> asshole right now. Um, anyway, she was hanging out of a window, I, I seem to recollect. And there was film. And like she was looking out of a window, long blonde hair. And there was f- cameras and things from the, yep. the bottom. Yep. And I yep. was going past in the Murray's bus going, oh, I wonder what's going oh, on there. You're filming. Yes. You would have seen the filming of Year My Voice Broke. Okay. Right, so you, you've let me down again. You've let Ben down. You haven't. Re- you haven't watched any. Ben, I will be watching Bloodline and the two episodes of A Country Practice where you feature. Well, I have another film. I think we should both watch of his. What? It's called Mullet. Mullet. It's called Mullet. I have no idea what it's about. I imagine he's got a mullet. 
I don't know. A mullet would suit him. I think a mullet would suit you. Oh, do you think? Did you ever have one? No. I sort of did. Did you? By accident. So do you remember in the 80s you would have like the, the short flicks? Yeah, I had short that. flicks at the front. Oh, yeah. Awful. And then long at the back. Yeah, I had that. Default mullet. Okay, so I had the default mullet. That was my very first haircut when I was about <laughs> 11. And I loved it. I think it, it was every... Oh, me too. Oh, yeah, I know. And do you remember you had to always come out of the shower or the pool, put your head forward with your two hands in front of you and then flick back and then push it like that. So it would do that. <laughs> I've just given it to myself now. You do this. Flick, flick. So flick ah. back and then push forward and then do you're you know, done. That, that's where I went wrong. I never did that. <laughs> Thanks for the hot tip. That actually looks quite good. Thanks. I'll keep that. <laughs> so, Georgette. Yes, my shell. What the hell are we talking about this week? Well, because of what happened. Okay, we're not a political podcast at all. What do you mean? Fairies. No. <laughs> <laughs> but because of what happened last week, well, a few days ago with the storming of Capitol Hill, I just felt that it was time to address something that's been niggling away at me for some time, which is a massive conspiracy theory by the name of QAnon. Do you know what? It's weird you should say that because you have mentioned this. You've mentioned QAnon in the podcast before. Just very like skipped over it. And also what was bizarre was that you and I were texting and you were telling me this fucking crazy shit. Literally minutes later, yeah. all of those QAnoners stormed. It was It was like some symbiotic weird <sighs> thing going on. And we were like... It wasn't that, though, Michelle. I found out since. It's because I was being given information by someone who had their finger on the pulse, obviously. No, go, go. Tell me what you know about QAnon. I've done well, a little bit of uh, research. Googling. And I have, <laughs> some, uh, <laughs> I have some stuff, but I want to hear your stuff. Well, I know quite a bit of stuff about it. I've had to look into it in the last, well, since March, lockdown is the first time I heard about it. Mm. But I've discovered that it is actually uh, QAnon, is a decentralised, ideologically motivated and violent extremist movement originating, there's a word, (laughs) from an unfounded conspiracy theory that is this, a global deep state cabal, of satanic paedophile elites is responsible for all the evil in the world. Adherents of QAnon also believe that this same cabal is seeking to bring down Trump, whom they see as the world's only hope in defeating this cabal, right? And that is it. So basically, Trump is their saviour. There is a big thing uh, that they've been predicting for a long time, which is the storm, which is maybe what happened the other day. I don't know. The storm is when everything hits the roof. Basically... When I've looked into it this week, what I've discovered is anybody who ever said anything negative about Donald Trump is an enemy of the state, is an enemy of him. And actually, I've seen some actual QAnon reports that have said a list of people, I can tell you who they are in a minute, Mm -hmm. but they are all uh, about to be arrested, if not already arrested, for crimes against humanity. Yeah. And that is people like Merkel, Boris Johnson's on the list. George Soros, uh, Fauci, who else? The Queen's Hillary up. Clinton. Clinton, both Clintons, both uh, Obamas. Yeah. Who else was on there? Oh, I can't remember now. Loads oh, of them. There are some Hollywood um, directors and things too, isn't there? Like uh, there possibly. Are, 
There are Hollywood actors in that. Pelosi. Well. Basically, I looked through the list of people afterwards and I discovered that each and every one of them either gave money to the Democrat Party in the hope of overturning, you know, Trump. in the hope of getting yeah. uh, not Trump not getting to power in the first place. Yeah. Or have said derogatory things about him or not supported him properly because he's very much to me it's kind of megalomaniacal maniacal in a way isn't it the way that he demands this complete bow down and obey i mean i'm like i'm not going to get but political does he, but but does he demand it i mean well, look, he seems to get been... himself in a big huff if no one you know backs him when i said oh. this come on guys yeah, I mean, Hands on that's hips. why that's why he got taken off Twitter just what the other day. Well, he got taken off because he was inciting riots. Violence. <laughs> yeah, but this is but this is it because somebody called Q posted a message back in 2017. You know, the people I don't know how it caught on, but it fucking did like wildfire, and it's apocalyptic. It's anti-establishment. They really believe that Trump is the savior of the world. And that Trump is fighting this covert battle against evil. So, I mean, already they believe some crazy shit. The fact that they focus on pedophiles and Satan wor- worshippers, you cannot make this shit up. And it's funny because when we were talking about actually doing this, immediately I thought about Hillary Clinton and what has now been called uh, Pizzagate. Pizzagate. And do you did you look into this? Do you know what this is? I have heard a little bit about this um, from someone, but I'd love to hear your version. But quickly, before you go on and tell me about that, I know where it started. There is a a post on something called forward slash P-O-L, poll, forward slash, which is a sub board of the mostly anonymous website for Chan. Have you heard of that? That's gone now. It's been replaced yes. with something else. But yes, okay. I have have heard of that. So forward slash poll, forward slash, technically stands for politically incorrect. And it is one of the most (laughs) upsetting online communities where neo-Nazis and people who believe women shouldn't have basic human rights would meet up. So this is where he came from, just to give you an idea. And it kind of... Nice chap. ...is a broad look at who kind of follows. And it's mostly far right, uh, very religious kind of people uh racist dare i say it sexist even though i have heard i'm jumping all over the place here but i have heard from people who follow the QAnon thing that there was never any racism or sexism in the past we've just that's something that we've just brought upon ourselves i know it's crazy basically they're trying to say that everything you know is deep faked or a lie we have been lied to, lied to from as long as we can remember in this 20, 20 and 21st centuries. Yeah, but that's just an easy way to say that everything that Trump's ever said and done is, isn't real. And it's fucking real. He is a fucking megalomaniac. And anybody who believes that he didn't basically you know, sexually harass women and that he didn't totally destroy Hillary Clinton using underhanded tactics in the last, in the first election that he won. I mean, anyone who can believe that that stuff is bullshit needs their head examined. Those are facts. But there's a lot of people, people though, Michelle, tell you. Yes, and they're and, believing it. And, and I actually did a little bit of digging into that too. But, but um, tell me about the Pizzagate. Yeah, so... I don't know if you even remember it. Do I don't. I never it? heard about it at all until recently. 
Okay, so it was fucking shocking. And it happened probably a year before QAnon started. So in 2016. And so for anyone who doesn't remember, uh, it all kicked off in the 2016 presidential election when Hillary Clinton was running against Trump. And basically it started when her campaign manager, John Podesta, had his emails hacked. Do you remember this? No. And WikiLeaks published his emails online. This was at the end of 2016. So, uh, is that I remember Sony having their emails hacked and things around that time. It was her her campaign manager had his emails hacked. Okay. And so all these insane conspiracy theorists basically said in John Podesta's emails were these hidden coded messages that connected high-ranking Democrat officials. With a fucking child sex trafficking ring that operated out of pizza restaurants all over America. And one restaurant in particular in Washington, I don't even know why I find this so funny, but it's called Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria. <laughs> so, that's a mouthful. Excuse my, I don't know if that's Comet, rude for me Comet to say pong. that. Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria. Comet Ping Pong. How can I, I help you? <laughs> Would you like a Comet Ping Pong special? It's pepperoni ping pong. <laughs> ping pong, pepperoni and pimento peppers. <laughs> Say that on a mug of mushroom coffee. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, so this poor pizzeria, I actually feel sorry for them because this whole crazy conspiracy theory um, like sprung up. And this dude who believed in it, he was from North Carolina and he travelled one day nearly 300 miles from his home to Comet Ping Pong. Because not for he, the pizzas, right? Not for the pizza. He honestly believed all the shit that was circulating on the internet about this child sex ring. He also believed that there was a ritualistic, satanic abuse of kids going mm-hmm. on there. Because yeah. you know how this all links back. We'll see how this all connects to... Well, there's like, nothing worse than a paedophile. There's nothing worse. And what's even worse is yeah, there is a satanic paedophile. Yeah, that's the worst of all, especially if you're a good Christian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So apparently... So, of course, Clinton will be responsible for that because we don't want her as our president. That's what they're thinking, right? Hillary and John Podesta were in charge of this um, child sex ring. Of course. Satanic because, child sex because ring. Because they've got a lot of free time running a campaign to be also running a child sex ring on the side out of a pizza restaurant or a string of them. Well, you know, so what are you doing Friday night after we finished all these campaigns, John? Well, I've just got to pop down to the pizza restaurant, just make sure things are ticking along. <laughs> Honestly. But the thing is, so this whole conspiracy theory was that these children were locked up in mm-hmm. the basement of this pizza pizza place. So dude from North Carolina goes to Comet Ping Pong with a gun. Yeah. Goes to the basement where apparently the children are meant to be locked up and being Mm -hmm. sexually abused and guess what they weren't there worse than that it's not even a fucking basement there's no basement there's no basement in this pizzeria so he's gone into this into this pizzeria is he he, he armed he with the gun yeah so any everyone's eating in this pizzeria going like fuck we're gonna be part of a mass shooting here he goes sees this locked door Gets the gun, shoots the locked door open, oh. and guess what's inside? 
all the fucking flour and the, you know, all the pizza. See, like, that, look how dangerous stuff. that is. And guess what? There are paedophile rings in this world. I hate to of say co- it. They are. And there are um, trafficked children, trafficked women. Charge. No. And it's not in, and it's not in ping pong pizzeria. It's not, it's not helping people. It is not helping. Please no. No. get real for fuck's sake. So there were no, there was no basement. There were no kids to free. It was a fucking hoax. And this dude was so, he really felt like he was going to free the kids and, you know, that Mm, Hillary was responsible. This is just one of, this was like, I think, a key moment. And this was before QAnon started. It's the perfect storm of propaganda, isn't it? Yeah. Having having all this access to all this um, social media and anonymity. It's so easy. You don't have to be a good orator. You don't have to be a good no. speaker to be able to get these people behind you. No. And so I think this is where the whole hatred um, of QAnon and Trump for Hillary started. And I've heard all about these underground paedophile rings. I've been told about these and apparently they're literally underground, not just underground. They are literally beneath our feet all over this country, all over America and other countries, maybe even Switzerland. And recent, in, like back in uh, April, you may have noticed there were a lot of earthquakes. Well, they weren't actually earthquakes. That was the military going in and blowing them up, literally oh, blowing them up sake. and rescuing all the children. You see, and there's an answer for everything. Yeah, That's there's the always an answer. The thing is, it's stopping people from looking deeper. And Michelle, we're in danger of losing our free speech as a result of this because yeah. they've gone so far. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. But what I find even more terrifying, this is going back to that whole time of Pizzagate, Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign against Trump, that whole election. I remember seeing, and this must have been 2017, so probably either just before or around the time that QAnon was first putting that post up. I saw an interview with Hillary Clinton. Look, I don't know if I've got this right, but I think it was a a Graham Norton special. It's not when she was on the Graham Norton show. I think he did a special with her, but I can't really seem to find it. But anyway, Uh it was the most incredible interview I've ever seen with Hillary because she was funny. She was personable. She was likable. She was easygoing. And I really feel like if she had shown that side of her during her campaign, she would have been in power because she was fucking amazing but anyway what she was saying and this was when she was on the campaign trail for her book because after she lost she she wrote a book about it Uh and she she just basically said that what happened with the first Trump election was that Trump waged war against her and her campaign not in the way that it has always been done Mm. which is you know like TV campaigns and you know campaigns out there and, and obviously using social media to just get the message across. But he basically created a campaign of fake news against her. And that was really, really new back then and really clever at the time. Well, and it was the first time we'd heard about it, wasn't it? Fake news. Yes, because that's, you know, Trump's campaign delivered this fake news in a super targeted and really personalised way. And that literally had never been done before, except actually it's all coming to light that it had because that's basically how the Brexit referendum was lost. What? Yeah. So apparently UKIP had covertly used Cambridge Analytica. And I don't know if you remember the whole, the big deal about Cambridge Analytica. Do you remember when that blew up in yeah. the media? Yeah. But I had no idea what was going on. To be honest, Michelle, no I was... No one did. No one did. Befuddled. But it was so new back then. And 
basically Cambridge Analytica is a dodgy, dodgy like political analytics company. And because the owner of the company, it's this guy, a really powerful investor called Robert Mercer. He also owned share in Breitbart. What's that? Breitbart. So that was the Breitbart. Breitbart, B-R-E-I-T-B-A-R-T. It was the leading online platform for super right-wing, white supremacist, racist, um, fake news. So he had shares in this. And anyway, he also uh, had was one of the owners of Cambridge Analytica and he donated data analytics services to Nigel Farage. Oh, sorry, did you say data? Data. <laughs> data, it's fucking data. It's data. It's not. Your <laughs> don't even go down the tomato tomato. Broccoli. So he so basically he was in cahoots with Nigel Farage. Okay. So it was kind of the breeding ground for how to win the US election because they did it with the Brexit referendum. Well, it all happened at the same time, didn't it? Around the same time. Yeah, it was a few months before. That's so they basically right, yeah. honed their skills, sharpened them up, and then went to, to Trump and said, here you go. Here's what we've learned from winning the Brexit referendum. Here's how you're going to win the election. And it fucking worked. So it all leads back to Cambridge Analytica. And also in the case of Trump's campaign, it's documented. And this is not even a fucking conspiracy theory or a joke. It's documented, and they're still investigating, that they used Russian agents to help spread the fake news. But wasn't this why he was being impeached and then they yeah. managed to acquit? Yeah, but it's, I think it's still being investigated. I don't okay. know. I'll have to look that up. But, you know, it's just so terrifying that there are companies out there who can use this fake news to target really vulnerable people and to inflame them. And I think this is where it all kicked off and that QAnon basically was like right I'm getting on this put out this post and it just caught fire and this is you've got Pizzagate you've got Brexit referendum you've got Mm. the Trump campaign and now you've got QAnon and it's all all tying into the same shit you know and this QAnon uh, person claims to be a high-ranking official in the president's close circle and he never actually said or they never actually say anything do they they just leave crumbs so a picture of um, an aerial photo of some islands will prove that he is on air force one with the president and heading to somewhere in particular that's all just been translated and discombobulated by people on the ground who follow it and going yeah come on that's it he's on his way yeah absolutely that's what's happening crumbs but also they they put code and you know that's really dangerous because people can then interpret that code the hidden the hidden meaning in all of these QAnon messages in any fucking way they want and they do it in the most (laughs) destructive and apocalyptic white supremacist way they they possibly can it's fucking scary and I think that you know I mean I I did a little bit of Googling into what they <laughs> actually like some of the crazy shit that they believe. And I mean, and obviously the, the, the main thing is that everyone's a pedophile who's high mm. ranking. They're Satanist. all pedophiles. They're Satan worshiping. Yep. And Trump is the only one who can, who can save the world. But you know, there was, I mean, there were loads of weird ideas. I don't, you probably saw this one that 
Trump only pretended to have COVID as part of a grand plan. I didn't hear that. No. arrest Hillary <laughs> Clinton. All right. So basically the theory goes, and this is just one of the crazy things that all of these QAnoners believe, without any foundation, obviously. A, that like COVID is a, is a hoax in itself, yeah. uh, designed to deflect attention away from these pedophile rings, which are obviously all operated by Hillary Clinton. I, I feel yes. so sorry for her oh. that she's been so fucking targeted. Oh, yeah, she's on. Also, the Gates... Uh, Bill Gates, Melissa Gates, mostly Bill Gates, because obviously he loves a vaccine. He loves a vaccine and he's desperately trying to inject everybody with nanotechnology. And that is what the COVID deniers are really worried about. I looked into Bill Gates. I was was wondering why, apart from the fact that he is the founder of Microsoft, why is he so bad? Well, because he gave money to the Democrats um, Uh, to fight against George W. Bush. And obviously once... Uh, Trump was in power, he went and had a couple of meetings with him to say, listen, because he had reversed the Obamacare, the free care, the health care, which is the Americans needed badly. Trump, for one of the first things he did, apart from reneging on the Paris Agreement, which is going to affect our environment and our climate worldwide, was that he then reneged on the Obamacare, which was yeah. the free care. They feel very passionately, the Gates, they've got the Gates Foundation, which is a philanthropic organization to help global health. Yeah. So obviously they, they're going into third world countries where I know a lot, lot of people, especially in our very privileged Western world, don't always back a vaccine. And that's mostly through misinformation that has happened in the past 20 odd, 30 odd years. Andrew Wakefield, the autism scandal, MMRs, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there is anecdotal evidence uh, saying that sometimes it doesn't work and there has been failures with vaccines. I'm not mm. pro-vaccine. I'm not anti-vax. I am definitely research, look into it before going for it. So maybe call me sitting on the fence. But uh, with the Gates Foundation, going back to them, they are backing and funding vaccination programs for third world countries where, you know, the mortality rate for the newborn children is very bad. So they're trying to help that. They're also trying to help a lot of people in the States as well. But Trump was under the impression that vaccines cause autism. So he's anti-vax, basically. Okay. So this is probably where it's come from, the fact that they hate Bill Gates and that they're spreading the rumours that he is pushing for vaccines. He's a vaccine pusher rather than a man who's got enough money to be able to make a difference in this world. Yeah. Uh, by putting nanotechnology in our bodies for whatever nefarious reasons because he's part of this deep state cabal as well. Of course he is. But, you know, this whole thing of, like, nanotechnology, Jen, Jen was the one that first told me this. I think... Is she concerned? uh, Look, I think she's secretly on all these boards reading all this stuff because she said, oh, you know, 5G and nanotechnology, they're going to inject you with things to control you and... Well, apparently COVID's not real, it's 5G. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, know too much about this. Do you know about no, this? I've just heard. I should have been... really done some research into this because obviously it's it, it's all about like they're controlling us through 5G and they want to inject us with this vaccine and, and then can they I can say control one other thing? us all. Yeah, of course. Um, why? How do people... F- People don't trust their governments, right? People think Boris is a buffoon. Well, that's me. I think that. People, you know, aren't backing Trump. I'm sure in France and Germany, they also have their issues with their own leaders. By the way, Merkel's on the list as well. She's a baddie. How do they think that this 
globally, they are able to, they can't fucking run a country on their own. How are they able to control the global population and con them into a global pandemic? If their own governments are such a shit show, I'd like to say, why are you giving them that much credit when you can't give them credit to run the, their own countries? Yeah, it's it's all evil conspiracy theories. They're all fucking... Doesn't make sense. Have a little think. Yeah, but none of it makes sense. You know, certainly, you know, there are all these conspiracy theories of people who say... It's Rockefeller sitting in the background saying, you know, they're sitting in some cabal room like in, uh, what was it, 24 or blacklist or something like that when they're sitting in a dark room and they're they're like puppeteers controlling well, I was everybody say more about um about covid that there are you know conspiracy theories that all, everything's been made up you know that all of these death tolls of people who've died from covid don't exist and then people say you know have do you know any person who's actually died from covid no one, no one has. So they, they're like, well, there you go. And people are saying that the, you know, they're all made up. Like all the statistics are, are all made up. People haven't died. All this number of like rampaging numbers of, of cases. Well, where are the facts? No one can actually access the evidence. So, you know, there are all these like crazy conspiracy theories that it's all designed to control us. And, and, it, on the surface it comes of it. from fear, Michelle. That's does. where it's coming from. Fear and anxiety is driving this. Yeah, but but also too. I mean, on one, I'm not saying I believe any of that, but I am saying, it, if you want to control a population and get them to do exactly what you what you want them to do, like you say, fear, anxiety, and you know, a health scare. Mm. You've got everyone in the palm of your hands. I mean, again, this is so black. Mirror. Or do you? Because well, they're not yeah. behaving themselves here. Well, and they're not behaving themselves on Capitol Hill, you know, as we've just no, seen. Exactly. But was it five people died? Yes, but I don't know how. Now, I know that the first woman that died was shot by security. Yes. Because she yeah. burst in. Somebody on my dog walk this morning just told me, who is a little bit kind of, he's looking deep into, you know, we're all being lied to is what he said. Yeah. Uh, he thinks that they, the security forces allowed all those people to break in because they were hoping to make Trump look bad. Look, ultimately. did you see the, any footage? No. So I had a quick look and... So this is how it was reported. When you when you read uh, a post, it says Trump supporters storm Capitol Hill, rioting. Well, I mm. saw the footage. They just kind of pushed open a door. They were casually sauntering in. There was no aggression. There was no nothing. And when they actually were inside, and I was like, this doesn't add up. I'm not saying that they were let in. I'm just saying the piece of footage that I saw, I was like... Well, this isn't a riot and nobody well, really stormed their way in. They just walked in with their placards. Mr. What was, what was it? Uh, QAnong Shaman. Did you no. see pictures of him? No. Dude with the, like, with the horns. He had like the Viking horns no. and the, the fur. He had all his like white supremacist tattoos all over oh. his body and like the, the flag, red, white and blue flag makeup on his face. Yeah, QAnon Shaman. He was Big fan. leading the charge. But oh. yeah, it's but listen, weird. I've, I've been in riots. I've been oh. on peaceful protests that have turned into a riot. I've um, seen them outside my fucking 
flat in Brixton. Oh, right, yeah. Do you remember? I, like, all the Brixton riots were right outside my, my apartment no, on the high all, street. Yeah, but you weren't living there when the first Brixton riots happened. And then the second one that happened was the one that I was involved in, which was before you lived there. No, I'm, After- talking, I'm talking about the one, like, a few years ago when they looted the entire Brixton oh, that high wasn't street. A Brixton, that wasn't a Brixton thing. That was all of London, Michelle. That was a London thing. Yes, it was. It was everywhere. But, it, but, but everything always kicks off. If there's something to kick off, it kicks off in Brixton. I mean, do you remember the high street was burning? Well, that's where I was. That's where I was when it was a, a protest against the people who'd been arrested during the poll tax riot that happened in Trafalgar yeah, Square in 1990. Yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't there then. So we went on this peaceful protest. We were supposed to be walking from Oval or Kennington, where we all met with our little signs, walking peacefully up to Brixton, Mm. where we were going to walk all the way to Brixton Prison. But we were stopped by a line of policemen. Then suddenly they pushed forward and I actually saw one policeman bashing this woman with his truncheon and she had a pushchair. She had a baby in a pushchair. So I made it up a tree with um, my boyfriend and this other guy, an American photographer we were with, just as seconds before I was standing next to a police bike that had been pushed over and set on fire. So it was pretty scary. So we sat up in this tree watching, this is on the high street, watching this for a while and then eventually everyone just ran. Some people were saying, sit down, they they can't get you if you're sitting down. I was thinking, oh shit. We ended up in, uh, you know, where where it's all fancy now in the markets, where the train station is, Loughborough Junction train, is it Loughborough Junction train station or Brixton Hills? We ended up in there hiding and the people who ran the arches just shut all the doors and kept us, not all of us, there were some of us in there just waiting because they were just rampaging it was awful yeah yeah and it was a peaceful protest nothing that I could see and I was quite close to the front nothing had kicked off on our side of the protest yeah but this also reminds me of Tiananmen Square do you remember that yes in China all the students peacefully protesting sitting down and the their fucking government just got the tanks and ran over Mm. these peacefully protesting students fucking terrifying what happens in the world anyway So we've got to, basically, we've got to be objective. We've got to look into things. We don't take things at face value, whether you're left, right or down the middle. You have got to look at things in a more circular way. What do you mean? There's definitely a sex ring of kids being trafficked and Hillary's (laughs) doing it all. (laughs) Did you know who George Soros was? I had to look him up. Oh, yes. Who is he? Um, Oh, God, he owns. What does he own? He owns things. Yes, he does. I don't know. He is a philanthropist. No, but and he, he owns something. Let me look him up. He's the guy that was giving money. Actually, I got it wrong about Gates. He was the one that was funding. He never got politically involved with all his philanthropical um, things until I think it was George W. Bush. He put some money behind whoever was fighting against him in the in the in that particular election, but. Because of that, he is now an enemy of the state, according to QAnon. And I was told that he actually runs BLM, Black Lives Matter. Matters. He is the fun, the guy that runs it. He made it up. And it's not, uh, it wasn't Black Lives Matter. It's something to do with Satan instead. Oh, God. Of course. Of course. Yeah? Of course. Of course. But I looked into that. So poor old Black Lives Matter have enough disinformation to handle as it is already I mean they're trying to run this thing and it's really impossible already and then you've got this bullshit being thrown at it to destabilize something which is trying to do good it's really bad yeah 
because well, it's a de- it's also a decentralized political and social movement okay uh, like the QAnon it's advocating for non-violent civil oh fuck <laughs> my mushroom coffee has expired non-violent civil disobedience in protest against incidents of police brutality and all racially motivated violence against black people what's not to get behind come on this has got to stop and you've got fucking QAnon coming in and trying to take that away from them as well saying it's satanism yeah but you know what like there was a this is this happened apparently late last year. I read an, a Guardian. My God, I haven't even had the coffee and I can't talk. <laughs> there was a Guardian article um, about a rally that was organised last year called uh, Resist and Act for Freedom, which described itself as a medic-focused anti-vax rally. Did uh-huh. you read about this? Nope. So there was this woman, um, Kate Shemirani. Does that ring any bells? No. Yeah, all right. So she was this nurse who was suspended from practicing by, like, the nursing council because uh, she was accused of promoting these theories about, you know, COVID and vax and, you know, 5G. And she basically started this rally last year. It's plandemic, scamdemic is what she called it. And she said... The NHS was the new Auschwitz. Oh, right? fuck. And she had all these online postings that related to like Hitler and the Nazis. And then obviously like the Guardian did this interview um, and they went to the rally and they interviewed this woman. Her name is Emma, 25. She had a young daughter and she was like basically holding up this placard. Can't, I don't know what was written on there, but it was basically saying, you know, like, you know, stop the stop this sex abuse ring. Obviously, she had QAnon like mm. save the children. They they yeah. adopted that and for she, a little while until they got told not to because yeah. it's actually an yeah, legitimate yeah they charity. That. But then she said something like she'd done all this research and QAnon are right. There's this she she's 25 with a kid and she's like, there's a global elite out there going for our children and you know Trump is taking taking down the elite and draining the swamp. Oh, what, that man who's mates with Epstein. Have I, by the way, did I tell you that anything that Trump has ever said in the past has all been deep faked? So, you know, that deep fake thing we spoke about in the Mandela episode, all deep faked. He only, so how do you understand what he's actually saying? If you like him, he speaks in code. But this is it, like... There's, you can't argue with people who are no, this... No, there's no arguing. ...this entrenched. And look, I did some reading on this, and it seems that QAnon, apparently, attracts women who think it's about saving trafficked children. Yes. Obviously, like, what this rally in, in well, there's London algorithms, was. isn't there? Don't, don't they target you with algorithm, algorithms? But this so is Cambridge Analytica. certain things... Yeah, exactly. This is the whole Cambridge Analytica scam. And so... I think that these people, these women who obviously are being like so personally targeted through like being shown Facebook ads and, you know, all of this stuff. I think what they don't realise is that QAnon disseminates this really bizarre, racist, anti-Jewish, Nazi terrorism, Mm -hmm. anti-Black Lives Matter, anti-vax. They create all this fake news that's so fucking shady and it's untraceable. And they put their ideas out there in a way that 
catches on if you're in this vulnerable state. And what does this sound like, Geordie? It's really it sounds like Nazi culty. Germany. It sounds culty. Oh, yes, cult. You know, this it does. Is exactly- it's culty. So if you're if you're a born again Christian, or yeah. if you're running an MLM, or if you're in any way. You know, if you're going to get into something so deep, then suddenly find yourself in it. You can't turn, you can't pull out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking cult. See, that's it. Like, you think about what a cult is. It's what? It's like a small group of people who have, like, out there beliefs and practices that other people think are strange or sinister. Against the norm. Yeah, Yeah, against the norm. Exactly. And they have, like, a misplaced kind of. I guess, admiration or uh, allegiance to a particular person or an idea. That's fucking QAnon right there. So there's this cult of, you know, like strange, sinister beliefs. And it's all around like Trump. Trump is this leader that is being, his crazy talk, his crazy talkings are being interpreted by Q, right? Yeah. And what is so scary is that like Hitler like the Nazis, like communism, like ISIS, in the beginning you just laugh it off. You just ignore it because it sounds Mm. so fucking out there. But then bit by bit this shit gains power and it really ends up being quite perilous. I mean, anyone who didn't take QAnon seriously before 6th of January on Capitol Hill where five people died, obviously one directly were shot the other four apparently had heart attacks and all you know like had medical emergencies right that's a little bit dodged too the way they're not telling us what really happened but people died so you know it's it's really fucking sinister yeah and apparently and i i read this there's this um uh, there's this institute for strategic dialogue it's, I don't know, some institute. And they published a report in June last year that showed membership of QAnon. Um, and this is like groups on Facebook increased by 120% last March when lockdown oh, happened. Fuck. So, yeah. you know, people were looking for something. They were already feeling scared. They Isolated. Were already feeling anxious. They in front were, of a computer. Yep. And... You know, they they were looking for something answers. to give them hope. Yeah, yeah, and they, you know, they came across fucking QAnon, and not even came across. They were probably really fucking targeted. QAnon just went from like, you know, being this sort of semi underground thing to just exploding. And it's not just in America; it's the UK, it's Australia, it's Canada, it's all over the fucking world. And we both know it's getting to getting a grip there is a cost at for all this misinformation yeah. conspiracy and propaganda yeah. and that's going to be our the loss of our free speech it'll be the loss of our democracy and the end to public safety as it was seen last week you know anything goes now yeah we've got to be so careful i often think about how hitler rose to power in the 30s he he was a great speech yeah yeah he could talk talk it up and he managed to get everybody on board that way of course he didn't need or have social media but his message spread enough so that when the war was over and the horrific deeds had been done and everybody was ashamed they woke up almost like woke up the next day and realized oh fuck what have we done everybody was able to wash their hands of what they had done because they had 
a party or, you know, this figurehead, say, you know, the Nazi party, they could blame that, not their own actions to hide behind. So it's very, very dangerous to make all this anonymous, being anonymous when you're online, being anonymous when you're behind a mask or marching or... Well, you can say anything you fucking Spreading rumours. Yeah, it's so dangerous. Do you want to know who's alive, by the way? Oh, okay, sure. You know Princess Diana never died, apparently. Yeah, of course. Nor did Elvis, Robert Kennedy Jr. or Michael Jackson. Why? I don't know. Okay, um, I mean... I would like to just say... If Elvis hadn't died having eaten all the peanut butter fried sandwiches and had a heart attack on the toilet, if he hadn't done that, he'd be a very unhealthy 86 years old now. He's the same age as my father-in-law who has dementia. Oh, Jesus. So really, what is the point of keeping him hidden away? But why would QAnon even bother saying that shit about Elvis? Like, who cares? Also, Barack Obama is Iranian and he's gay and his wife is a man. I don't understand why that's even an issue. But but wasn't there also, like, the queen is a lizard? Queen is a lizard, exactly. (laughs) Queen is a lizard. But that's an old one. That's been going around for ages. That's another conspiracy theory. Yeah, but that just reminds me of that TV show in the 80s. Do you remember V? Oh, yes. Yes. I think this is this is where it all stems from. V. Do you know what else? That, that There's a lot of looking into fantasy TV programs and this is where it's oh. coming from. People may be having dreams and waking up and going, it's real. But what about this whole thing about the underground, you know, the children underground in these More rings? People. Um, they are actually being held so that they can, people like Tom Hanks and George Clooney have been sucking oh. on their adrenal glands to keep themselves young looking. Yeah. Do you know what that sounds like? Did you see The Dark Crystal? No, I never saw that. That Muppet, picture. dark Muppet film of 1982 or something. Well, they've done a new series on Netflix and it's all very up to date. They've got some great, like, it's little Muppets, right? Mm-hmm. Very dark. So there's these Skeksis, which is the the kind of overlords, the rulers. They're all like the um, the boss hogs. You know, they look up, they in control of this whole planet, which is called Thal or something. Thra, Thra. And then there's these mystical creatures and then there's these lovely little girlflings which look like beautiful children, like pixies or something with lovely long hair. And they're mm. very kind and very good. But they are being used by this crystal. They've discovered that the crystal can suck the essence out of them and it makes the Skeksis grow stronger and live oh longer my God. and well, become immortal. Well, this ties into, I saw this crazy thing about cannibalism. They, The QAnons believe cannibalism. Is what? happening as well, right? So well, it, it does happen. No, but like that, it's that Trump, like all oh. of the, no, 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 all this elite, the the deep state elite are doing this, right? right? So apparently, okay. I found this tweet from an American journalist last year. So in August last year, he said to Trump on Twitter something like, "Okay, so QAnon believes that you're secretly saving the world from pedophiles and cannibals. Are you behind <laughs> that?" And Trump tweeted this journalist back and said. Is that supposed to be a bad thing? We are actually. We're saving the world. Okay, so dude didn't even question no. the idea of cannibalism. So they're fucking nuts. And actually, when I scratch the surface of this a little more, I found that it ties into this movement called blood libel, which basically says this secret cabal of high-profile people who kidnap children, they drain their blood and they cannibalize them to gain mystical power. So exactly right. what you were just saying about Dark Crystal. Yeah. I mean, what's Just like the Dark Crystal. Fuck. Yeah. Well, it's very Pizzagate, isn't it? Oh, it is. Now, look, 
I I read this article about basically who is susceptible to QAnon, right? Wait a sec, because I just need to say one more thing about Dark Crystal. Okay. There was a load of very famous voices um, in it, like Helena Bonham Carter and Alicia Vikander and um, some other people like Tam Tamman. What's his name? The boy that was Elton John? No idea. He, did you not see the Elton John biopic? It was really good. No. Uh, Edgerton. Taron Edgerton, his name was. But also your boyfriend. Ben Mendelsohn. No. Olafur <laughs> Darry Olafurson. Oh, Mr. That's Trapped. his name. Mr. Trapped. That's his name, the big bear oh, from Trapped that you my, love. Oh, I do he's love in it. him. Oh, okay. That's his oh. name. So he's now do, He's now broadened his horizons and he's now acting in The Dark Crystal, which is called uh, something like The Age of Resistance. That's it. It's a prequel to the sequel. It's a, it's a prequel sequel. Oh, all I right. Like call it. All right. Well, I'll have to give, give that a whirl. Give it a whirl. So, look, so what were you going to tell me? Well, I was going to say... I read this article, I think it was in The Guardian, about who is susceptible. Yes. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Well, okay. Not really, but... Let's see if I'm susceptible. All right. So people who fall into this QAnon trap are yeah. people with unresolved trauma in their lives. Yeah, got that. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, which, I haven't got that, but I'm just thinking I can understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, tick. Yeah. Which leaves them with deep insecurities about their place in the world or society. Yes. Yeah. So they don't often have an aptitude for science, maths, history, or politics. <laughs> That's me. Uh, <laughs> we're not good at cri- they're not good at critical thinking. I think I'm pretty good at that. Okay. What? Well, you're <laughs> critical. No, no, but you well, are you critical think I'm thinking. Critical. Just critical. <laughs> I think you're a critical thinker enough that you are not susceptible <laughs> to this particular yep. conspiracy. But what is also um, prevalent is that they are also prone to magical thinking. Magical thinking. So, like You I, are? Well, we both are. Oh, no, you don't like fairies. No, I don't like fairies. But I do believe aliens. Anyway, Abraham, whatever. But also evangelical Christians or people who deep into New yeah. Age spirituality That makes susceptible. sense. I said that earlier, didn't I? Yeah. I said that. Yeah. I should be writing that article. And apparently people dealing with the trauma of COVID, loss of physical well, connections, sure. loss of work, combine and that I said with that. easy access to the internet on all these bullshit sites and all the algorithms that yep. are used, boom, you're going to be a A heady now. mix, a heady <laughs> mix of anxiety, fear uh, and feeling out of place and wanting to find your tribe. Well, and on that lovely note, I'm done we've with QAnon. On. I'm done. We've gone over and above. I'm just trying to think if I know any other exciting gossip about what's happening. Basically, mm. it's always watch this space, watch this space. Well, did you know that Roseanne Barr was uh, a big QAnoner? And she I think retwe- I knew that. She retweeted posts and uh, actually asked Q to direct message her. And right. she like said she posted some like racist tweets about some former White House advisor, and Oof. in response she had a TV show cancelled. Right. Oh, so anyway, Geordie, I think that's yes. the end of my little QAnon moment. Rampage. <laughs> well, watch this space, Michelle. Let's yeah. just see what happens. But you know what? They're like we said before, the Queen's a lizard, and that's been around for a long time. That Lady Di's still alive. Elvis, she's still alive. If you're out Elvis, there, I'm looking forward to my well, fried cheese sandwich. Come see me. 
<laughs> That's if he can actually make it to the cooker. Oh, God. Poor doddery old man. And let's just hope that no one else gets, yeah. you know, dies from fucking crazy QAnon shit. And on that yeah. note, till next week. Rap. Eavesdropping. 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 Eaves